You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, where it's all about helping you grow your Denver real estate portfolio. Here's your host, Chris Lopez. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here, and welcome back to another deal analysis episode. So in this episode, I'll be talking about a townhouse house hack that you help the client buy in Westminster, Colorado. So this house hack closed in quarter one of 2020. So for a very high level overview, this was a first time home buyer and a new investor that were helping to buy their very first house hack. And they wanted to go the house hack and nomading route to start building their long-term rental portfolio. So the plan there was to buy a townhouse because it has a lower price point than detached houses, rent out a couple rooms while he lives there, and then once he moves out, have a property that makes sense as a rental property, and then repeat. So the profile of our investor here is a young, single person uh, who just went into house hack, and he said, hey, I'm really young. You know, he's early 20s. And he said, hey, I want to do as much house hack and nomad as I can before I get older and get more established and get married and kids, all that stuff. So he's got a very aggressive timeline for going out there to do house hack and nomading because he knows, hey, if he does this a handful of times now, his 40-year-old self will be very, very happy with his 22-year-old self. And, you know, like a lot of people, he's very much into the financial independence movement. So he wanted to minimize his expenses. And since housing is one of your biggest expenses for most people, house hacking is just a phenomenal way to do it. So another reason we preferred a townhouse was because the HOA would help with exterior maintenance. And he was also planning on utilizing the FHA loan to minimize his down payment program where he could do a 3.5% down payment with FHA. Now, where do we find this property? Well, it should be no surprise at this point to my regular listeners out there that we found this on the MLS. So to date, every single house hack and nomad property we found has been on the MLS, and that's just because there are so many properties out there, and we can also it also makes sense for buyers that are buying an owner-occupied and who are often first-time home buyers, and we wanna make sure we use the standardized Colorado contract and we have enough time to make sure it's the right property uh, for while they're living there and as their future rental property. So talking about the details of the investment property, it's a townhouse, it's a three-bedroom, three-bathroom in Westminster, so north of Highway 36 near Federal Boulevard. And it's got a really good layout because it is uh, three stories, you know, the, the basement, main floor, upstairs. Upstairs are a master bedroom and another bedroom Downstairs, you have the kitchen, and then da- in the basement, there's a a bedroom down there with a full bathroom, and it's a pretty good separate living space. So they all share the common kitchen upstairs. So the list price is was $279,900. We purchased it for $269,000. So while we liked it, as I mentioned, it's a great layout. Uh, the basement bedroom is a really, really great layout for either the person to live there or to rent it out and have some separate space between the other roommates up there. Location worked for the client and it was completely moving ready. So contract details, it was on the market for over 30 days before we looked at it. And that tells us it was overpriced. And that's why we got the property below list price there. So we like those properties, we take them and get them. And that's actually great news for us and our buyers. So we got it under contract for list price, and that was a combination of it being overpriced along some of our secret sauce for getting things under contract, 
And we're also able to get the buyer $6,000 in seller credits. So did the inspection. There were uh, really no major concerns, uh, but we did ask for a couple of things from the seller. So we had, you know, a routine HVAC and furnace uh, service and cleaning. So, you know, a couple hundred dollars come out and have it serviced and cleaned. And we did get the buyer a home warranty. Now, financing overview, as I mentioned, this is a FHA loan. So he's able to put 3.5% down and got an interest rate of 3.375%. So once we got past inspection, the appraisal came out and the appraisal came in at above contract price. So we're always happy when that happens because that means the buyer is coming into some you know, instant equity. Seller concessions, uh, it was $6,000, and this was negotiated at the time of purchase, not due to any inspection item resolutions. Since uh, this is an FHA loan, there's no option to go out there and prepay your monthly mortgage insurance. Or I should say prepay your mortgage insurance. The only option is to go out there and pay it monthly. And remember, mortgage insurance stays with the life of the FHA loan. So as I mentioned in other episodes, it's not uncommon after a couple years for the person to refinance into a conventional loan, a con, uh, conventional loan, and to drop PMI once it makes sense. So this is something you want to make sure you understand up front and definitely to work with a team of people that understand these moving parts and can help you identify future opportunities to go out there and refinance to save you some money and want to make sense of the grand scheme of your real estate investing plans. So did he buy down the interest rate? Yes, he did. So let's analyze the property for once he moves out. So again, I've got a couple uh, screenshots here of Joe's spreadsheet, and I always like to analyze the property for once the person moves out. Because I always say this, but remember, the whole idea of house hack and nomading is to build a really good rental portfolio. So our primary focus is to make sure this makes sense, number one, as a long-term investment for that you know, three, five, 10, 20 years you know, as a rental property, and secondary, does it make sense number-wise you know, while you're living there for that one to two years? So the spreadsheet shows 4%, and that's just a display error that, or a display setting where it doesn't show that first decimal place. So we actually did put 3.5% down. We have the mortgage insurance selected as monthly paid, plugged in the purchase price of 269, acquisition costs are about $3,600 for all the closing costs, appraisal, point buy-down, all that stuff. $1,540 for the loan cost to Joe, who did this loan. The down payment on this was only $9,400. So when you actually take into account the seller credits, his total initial investment was actually pretty much only what his down payment was because those credits have to be applied, can't be applied towards uh, reducing the purchase price, but they can be applied towards buying the interest rate down, other closing costs, and that's the reason why we bought the interest rate down because we need to use those other credits. If you don't use it, you lose it. So it's a use it, lose it situation. So we put in there the interest rate at 3.375%, 30-year mortgage. Now we're estimating that when he moves out, it should rent for about $1,750 a month. Now, when we were looking at some rental comps, you know, we were seeing rentals uh, for that type of layout, that size, for about $1,700 to $1,800 in that part of town. So we're going to assume $1,750 to split the difference. Now, while he's living there, he's actually staying in the basement and renting out the two upstairs bedroom at $850 each. So while he's living there, he's actually getting $1,700 a month in rent. So think about that for a second. 
when he moves out and he rents it to a traditional, you know, long-term tenant, so that's, you know, a tenant with one lease in place, we're expecting about $1,750 in rent. Now, while he's living there with two roommates, he's getting almost the exact same rent. I mean, we're $50 off, which is inconsequential in my book. So this is one of the powers of house hacking and one of the advantages to if you can have a couple roommates on there and you're fine sharing some you know living spaces with a kitchen and things like that. These are such killer numbers in the big picture of putting together a rental portfolio. So going on down the line, uh, his vacancy is at 3%. His annual rent increase is 3%. We plugged in the annual appreciation at 5%. And we plugged in the effective tax rate at 25%. So for this underwriting, we are saying yes for property management, and we put in there 10%. Again, our preferred property manager charges 7% to our clients, but we often round up to 10% to include for some other costs as far as lease-up fees and marketing fees and all that stuff. Since this is a, a condo, I'm sorry, since this is a townhouse, there's an HOA. So we put aside 5% for repairs, uh, for the repairs reserves. That's 5% of the rents. Why do we do that? Well, because the HOA, what do they pay for? They pay for the roof. They pay for the sidewalk. They pay for a lot of the exterior items. So a lot of the bigger items, the owner does not have to pay for. So we select yes to this, uh, yes on the spreadsheet. His monthly HOA dues are $249 a month. His taxes are about $1,447. And we plugged in what is estimated annual property insurance is for what it will be um, as a landlord policy once it moves out, and it should probably be right around $500. A lot of times, depending on what type of policy you're getting, we're seeing anywhere from about $300 to $550 for condos and townhomes. So that's a little bit on the higher side, but you know, better to estimate on there. And really, if it drops to $400 or goes up to $600, $100 a year is not going to make or break anything. So as far as utilities, once he moves out, well, the HOA and the tenant, they take care of everything. HOA pays for water, sewer, and trash, and the tenant is responsible for their electric and gas bill, so that's their Excel bill. Landscaping and snow removal, that's what the HOA pays for. Oh, one more thing I wanna mention on here is that while he's living there, you know, house hacking with his two roommates, his current utility is about $100 a month. So, you know, uh, getting 850 times two bedrooms, and that includes utilities, which he's paying for. It's about $100 a month. So very, very minimal living expenses while he's living there. So let's look at the analysis here. Our total annual expenses is just over $8,000, which leaves us a net operating income of about $12,200. Well, you subtract out the mortgage payment, which is $1,150 a month, plus an estimated $93 a month for mortgage insurance, and remember, uh, Joe's spreadsheet is accurate for the mortgage payments because that's a, you know that is a simple Excel formula. The PI or the uh, the PMI that is a estimated number, and that ultimately depends on the property and your credit profile. So we put in the estimated number here based on some some general variables. So altogether, it's going to be about twelve fifty dollars twelve hundred fifty dollars a month for principal, interest, and mortgage insurance. So if you annualize that. It shows, and you subtract that from his net operating income, we're actually showing a $2,600 a month or $2,600 a year negative cash flow. So if you look at this from a pure rental property perspective, you say, hey, that's not very good numbers. Again, keep in mind here, 
We put 3.5% down, so we're getting some great, great leverage, which also gives us some really, really good interest rates. Now, a couple ways that our client could manipulate these numbers here to make the positive cash flowing property when he moves out is that he can self-manage. So if he self-manages, that should save him you know, about $2,000 a year because we put 10% in there for property management. So that $2,000 a year, well, that would only leave him to about a negative $600 a year in negative cash flow. Well, that's what, $45 a month? Okay, that's really not that bad. And again, that's assuming with that repairs and reserves in there as well. Now, if you really wanted to make sure cash flow positive and just to milk out every dollar you can from the property, rather than doing a traditional you know, long-term tenant lease, he could rent out all three bedrooms individually. Now, he's getting $850 for those top two bedrooms. I wouldn't be surprised because the basement unit is basically, or the basement bedroom is kind of its own separate unit for uh, bedroom, bathroom, and living space. Probably get another $850 out of there. So that's what, doing that math, my head's like $25.50 a month in rent. So that is $700, $800 more a year than what we were estimating. So if you add that to the rental property numbers we put in here, well, then that goes it from you know uh, a negative cash flow property to a slightly neutral cash flow property. So let's see here. Let's do some quick math here. Let me pull out my calculator. If we are, let's see, we'll say an extra $700 a month above that rent of $750 to be a little conservative on here, times 12, that's $8,400 a year. So he also can't use a property manager on there because I don't know property managers that will rent room by room, so I'll save him about $2,000. So that's about an extra $10,000 in income right there. So if you take that $10,000 across that negative $2,500 in cash flow, well, now he's cash flowing about $7,500 a year in positive cash flow. So that's a huge swing right there. And I like to discuss that because it's really important to understand that you know there's other ways you can look at the numbers and really make a difference on there. So as you look at those numbers, understand, hey, there's other ways we can uh, manipulate the numbers to make the property a better performing. A lot of times that's, hey, do you want to self-manage or use a property manager? You can go out there and do some room-by-room -room rentals, and that can really increase your cash flow. So these are items we always discuss with our clients on here because it's a really, really important thing to understand. So that's one of the benefits of working with us is that we say, hey, cool, here's some options. Here's things to look at. Here's plan A. Here's plan B. Here's plan C. And we don't have to figure that out from day one since we're living here for a year. Well, he can see after one year with two roommates, he can decide, hey, you know what? Renting room by room is actually not that hard. These roommates they have, they're great. And when he moves out, he can then just uh, start advertising his bedroom on Facebook Marketplace to go out there and get a third tenant, uh, see what his roommates want to do, you know, do things like that to ease into doing some room by room rentals. So for a lot of our clients who are house hacking, this is what they're doing, at least for the first property or two, just because they're trying to maximize every dollar they can, and they want to create that buffer in their cash flow. All right, so I will wrap it up with this episode here. If you have questions, reach out to me. I'm always happy to discuss these numbers. If you need help finding properties or putting together your real estate investing strategy, reach out to us. That's what we do. We help people find properties. We help people figure out what their long-term real estate strategy is. All right, have a great one. 